At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's going on, Big Mike? How you doing? Oh, I see you. I see yeah. you with the, the hoodie blazer look. That's yeah, sharp. That's real yeah. sharp. Doing all right. You know, you, you know my right. wife. How are you? My wife said the other day, I'm okay, man. I'm okay. I'm okay. And, I, you know, we're going to get into some serious discussion in a moment, but I'm going to start off with a little levity. Um, my wife said the other day that she likes how our fashion contrast uh, has evolved. <laughs> throughout the course of the show <laughs> that I went from um, I went from dressing it up and by dressing it up I mean polos uh, yeah, yeah. to straight hoodie t-shirt just about every day and you you keep it classy you keep it dressy casual you keep it professional so she says she likes our our contrast the contrast uh, when it comes to fashion and, and as she knows yeah. She, as she knows it, it did not uh, did not come about because of some consultant or some uh, intentional plan. It's just us being us. No, it's a reflection of our personality. Although from a, you mentioned consultant. I don't know if you remember once upon a time, I did literally get my fashion tips from you. There were times when, uh, when I was trying to step up my suit game when I was younger, before I got into the custom game, uh, yep. you know, I used to, I used to tag along with your boy when you were shop. That's when you were making more money than me. I, I say were as if it's past tense. No, like, no, 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 hey, but, hey, hey, no, it is, it is past tense, it's yeah. past tense, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I told you, so, man, no. y'all, y'all, the Obamas of Connecticut, I, I'm, listen, I'm just observing, <laughs> enjoying, and, uh, and trying to resist well, temptation, trying to resist the temptation as, as the role of Smith family trustee of, let's say, misappropriating the funds, I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, appreciate that. I appreciate Keep it classy well, there, the, too. The, uh, my, Mich- my Michelle, Sarah, I, I do remember some days coming home with some suits. She was like, where did you get that suit from? Like, who, who, who told you to buy that? I'm like, well, Michael thought it was, you know. So, again, um, that's how deep our relationship goes, man. But uh, it's good to smile. It's good to laugh yeah. because, uh, you know, my heart's been heavy, as I'm sure yours yeah, has tough. been since yeah, yesterday evening. Uh, I know I speak for you um, and everybody associated with this program, really this network. Uh, when I say that, um, you know, our hearts go out and prayers go out to uh, the Asian American Pacific Islander community, our Asian American Pacific Islander brothers and sisters, our minds are in Atlanta. Um, But Michael, I want to talk about the sickness that continues to ravage our body politic. Because, you know, um, over the course of this pandemic, uh, and even before then, when it comes to the conversation about healthcare, 
There's a lot of talk about underlying conditions, underlying conditions. Um, yeah. And while it may have seemed like we were moving toward a cure for the underlying condition that is uh, the, the virus that is racism and the mutation that is white supremacy by electing a new president, that disease is still fighting back. That disease is still alive and well. Um, and while technically Robert Aaron Long, they have not declared a motive in him killing eight people, seven women, six of them Asian-American across three spas in the Atlanta area yesterday. Um, the timing of it uh, speaks to this consistent pattern, this recent pattern of a surge in hate crimes uh, toward the Asian American Pacific Islander community. The numbers have been skyrocketing. Um, and so people are hurting today. We're all hurting today. Uh, humanity is hurting today um, as a result of this. And, you know, I said this before, Michael, and, I, you know, I, I said, I said again, you know, 2016, if we're going to talk about just flashpoints, man, 2016, that election is, was a reflection of who we actually are. Because Donald Trump was not the, he is not the root of racism. He is a symptom. He is a result of systemic racism in this country that, that, it, that it was built, founded and built upon. Uh, but 2020 and now into 2021 was and is a referendum on who we choose to be. Uh, and, and this type of hatred, this type of, of, of terrorism, this white supremacy that claimed uh, six Asian women lives yesterday. And again, Law enforcement claims that he may have had some kind of sex addiction that he was acting out on. Sex yeah. addiction, excuse me, that he was acting out on. But some things aren't purely coincidental. And uh, I'll give the floor to you. But first, let's hear from California Congresswoman Judy Chu, uh, who spoke to this exact point yesterday. President Trump clearly stoked the flames of xenophobia against AAPIs with his rhetoric. The CDC and the World Health Organization said that we should all use the official term COVID-19 in order to make sure that this disease is not associated with a particular geographical location or ethnicity due to the stigma it causes. And President Trump refused to acknowledge that. He kept calling yeah. it the China virus. He did. And, and you know, this, this virus, this disease, as we've lost so many lives during the pandemic, the president, the former president, calling it the China virus, attaching that stigma to the Asian American, Asian American Pacific Islander community, only exacerbated the death toll in terms of the amount of people, or, or even just the attack on the livelihood uh, and the peace of mind, the right to live, the right to exist, for Asian Americans in this country. So this virus is mutated. It's, it's fighting back. And I don't care what law enforcement is saying. You're not going to tell me that this was simply some kind of a sex addiction at play. This is, and, even if, and even if it was, Michael, even if it was, it's still that we, we cannot talk enough about the rise in hate crimes, both verbal and physical. And we've seen some of the horrifying videos. We cannot talk enough and draw enough attention to the hate crimes taking place against our Asian brothers and sisters. Your thoughts? 
Mike, you said it perfectly when you said Donald Trump is not the cause. He's a symptom of, of something deeper beneath the surface. And it's clear. It's clear that that's the case. I mean, it would be foolish to say that someone who started a presidential run in 2015 and won in November of 2016 was somehow bringing something novel uh, to the political landscape and, and, to, and to the world. Uh, it's been going on uh, much longer than Donald Trump decided to run for president much longer before uh, much longer than uh, the Donald Trump has existed on this earth. And it is happening right now. That's one. But let me just get to this hate crime thing. And I understand, Mike, why there's a certain classification you have to there. There are uh, there are criteria that, that have to be met before you can say, yes, Marshals, hate crime. Yeah, you got right. you got to be able to check right. this box and check that box. But think about the right. uh, the oxymoronic nature of that term, hate crime, when you're talking about someone, 21 years old, who targeted spas in different parts of Atlanta, killed eight people, and when he was caught 150 miles away from Atlanta, he was on his way to Florida and told officials oh he was God. about to do the same. He was going to yeah. do more. So, yeah, yep. of course, that is a hate. That is a hate crime. That is an act of hate. Even if you say, well, he had a sex addiction and he wanted to eliminate, allegedly, those are his words, he wanted to eliminate the temptation of, of acting on his sex addiction. Well, anytime your temptation your sin, if you want to use that language, anytime that affects my life and that that takes my life, that is hatred. And so I don't know how they're going to classify it, but there's no doubt in my mind that this is a hateful in individual acting out of hatred. It could be both his self-hatred and hatred toward others. Uh, it is a crime. Charged it's with several. Awful. Charged with several counts it's, of murder. Charged with several counts of murder. This just in, by the way, Michael. This just in. Oh, good. Uh, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's let's talk about something. Several news, counts that, of murder. That's essentially what I wanted to say. Yeah. yeah what's the, what's the news on this? No, but go, but but go ahead. No, that was it. No, I, that's all I wanted to say. But go ahead. Continue. continue. I didn't want to interrupt you. He was charged with how, how many, many charged with how many counts of murder? Um. Yeah, it's, I see several counts. Uh, let's see. Okay. Let me see. I'll, I'll read sure. on, but keep keep going with your point, and I'll read. Yeah, we'll on, get it. I just, um, in terms of the, the specifics, and and I, I just I was really I'm just really amazed and sat deeply deeply saddened. I'm deeply saddened by the killing and and the motivation, whatever the motivation is behind it. Every everything I've heard so far makes me even sadder. Whether it is uh, a, a sex addiction or is it just uh, wh whether it was just a whim, or he is targeting a, a certain community, it doesn't matter. It doesn't it doesn't make it better? And and the extended the extended conversation. And I know I'm going to make people mad here. Uh, so Do be it. it. We haven't learned. We haven't learned to control. We haven't learned to control our, our rights. Let's put it that way. 
We have a right in this country. We all know about the Second Amendment. Some people are all down about the Second Amendment. You ask them about other amendments, they can't tell you about them. They sure can't tell you about the Second Amendment. Right. They're all about it. Like, damn it. Uh, most of them don't know the first. Okay, hey, second. We're just going to hold on to the that hell with the first. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. We're going to hold on to it. And I think that's good. I think it's good. I'm not trying to take away. I'm not trying to do a little remix here. But we haven't controlled the rights that we have. We haven't controlled uh, our, our, our power, the power that we have. And it's sad that by far, by any metric, no matter where, where you lean politically, you can't look at this data and conclude that everybody knows how or everybody should be entrusted with guns. It's just too easy for some people. Some people are not built for it. They're too reckless. They're too emotional. They're too temperamental. They're too hateful to be trusted with guns. It's not yeah. anti-gun, what I'm saying today. It is, it, is, um, it is more focused on those who have them. I think we just need to vet better. We need to vet better. And, yeah, and here's, well, an, here's another word we need to use. Here's a word we need to use. No. Mm -hmm. No. You can't. You can't. You can't handle it. You can't have it. I, I think we just. It, it's just we need. It, we need to get a little deeper with it. And and that's a theme, really, for me today. I just thought of it. It's a theme where some of the things we're talking about today, some of the serious, real life issues we're going to talk about today. I, I think it comes back to. Who are you? Who are you trusting with important things, important jobs, important responsibility, responsibilities? And how did we get to the point where they were allowed to do some of the things that they did, some of the reckless, uh, destructive so, things that they did? So I appreciate your, your commentary uh, on gun control, um, but just want to make sure we broaden this this out a little bit. Uh, because according um, according to Stop Asian American Pacific Islander Hate, Stop AAPI Hate, um, from March 19th of 2020 to February 28th of 2021, Asian Americans from all 50 states uh, experienced everything ranging from verbal abuse to physical assaults, from getting coughed on oh, to getting denied services because of their ethnicity, according to a report uh, released uh, just on Tuesday by Stop AAPI Hate. That's a not-for-profit not coalition tracking incidents of violence, discrimination, and harassment. Um, approximately 3,800 hate-related incidents were reported during the pandemic. That's a number that experts believe to be just a fraction of the true total. But here's what I just want to make sure we point out. Again, uh, not to undermine or, or, or contradict what you're saying about, about gun control, but more than 68% of the abuse was verbal harassment or name calling, while 11.1% was physical, the report found. And of course, we've seen videos of elderly Asian Americans just being violently shoved yeah. from behind. Down. And so, yeah. And, and, yeah. and we, and we experience, so we talk about all the time when it comes to uh, ra systemic racism against, against black people in this country, like gun violence or as the case may be police brutality that ends in a loss of life 
is just the extreme manifestation of it. What people like Jeremy Lin uh, is talking about, or even just today, Young Ho Koo of, uh, of the Atlanta Falcons, a kicker for the Atlanta Falcons, what they're talking about is not just a shooting rampage in Georgia at three spas, but the day-to-day marginalization and terror- terrorization, uh, terrorizing that Asian Americans have experienced in this country historically, but now more so as a result of this pandemic. So this, so again, just like in many cases with COVID, a lot of people, it wasn't just COVID that killed him or what might not have been COVID that killed him at all. It was the underlying condition. This pandemic right. is devastating our country, but it's thanks to this underlying condition, this mutating virus that is white supremacy, that we uh, not only choose not to, uh, to treat, but in many corners, we're still won't acknowledge that we're infected by it. Yeah. So um, can't get better. Can't get better. Really, if you're not going to acknowledge. Yeah. I mean, you can't. You can't even. No. Can't no. Even and um, yeah. I mean, it, it's. But I, but what you said about earlier, and I, and I was kind of making sure we were up on just the latest the latest. What you said earlier about it being a, a hate crime and having to check all these boxes before it rises to that threshold. We know when we see it, man. You know. We know what it we, is. We, we know what this is. Um, and again, even if by some off chance that Robert Aaron Long, 21-year-old Robert Aaron Long, really did just coincidentally happen to kill six, uh, six Asian women um, among his eight victims, one of whom was white. Um, still, every, this, is, this has been an issue for, for really the, since the founding of this country, but it's really been, it's accelerated, as we just pointed out, since this pandemic. And this, and, and this conversation and this awareness campaign when it comes to stop Asian hate uh, needs to be pushed further and further to the forefront. Uh, and if nothing else, obviously our condolences go out to the victims and their families uh, and everybody hurt. And it's not, it's not just, I mean, again, you know, there, there's sympathy and there's empathy here, Michael, as you know, because it's not just, I almost don't like it when I say, yo, our hearts go out to the Asian community. You know why that feels weird to say, Michael? Because it's, it's almost wow. like when something happens, when there, when there's a, when there is a, uh, an act of white supremacy against black people, you know, there's always some awkward interaction that we have with non-black people, with white people who are like, oh, I'm, I feel so sorry for you. Or, or how are you feeling? Or is there anything I could do? It's like, yo, you should feel just as bad about this as I do. This, should, this shouldn't just be a black community issue. Black people shouldn't just be outraged about uh, police violence against unarmed black and brown people. You know, shouldn't, it shouldn't just be no. a black people problem. It should be your problem, too. Likewise, it can't just be, oh, feel so sorry. Our, our hearts go out. Sorry. As if, as, if, as if it doesn't affect us, as if it's not, as if it shouldn't hit us right here, too. You know what I'm saying? So... That's why I just, you say it, but then you're like, catch, I'm catching myself too. It's like, wait, I sound just like them right. in terms as of if, like as, looking at this the if, wrong as way. If that, that, as if we're not all. Uh, right. As if, you're, as if your neighbors aren't involved, as if you're not involved, as if it doesn't affect you. Affect you. As, if my, as, if my, as if my sister's in law, you know, or not, or not, or not a, right. a, a directly being 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 hit by this for just for example my friends you know just it's it's we're all this but but what we all have in common yeah and, and listen we can get real deep 
and real nuance when it comes to there is a difference between a black experience in this country and the Asian American experience in this country. And neither one trivializes that or the other, but there is no comparing the two. But what we have in common is we're all fighting against this system of white supremacy that terrorizes everybody who is not white. Right. And so, right. Well, um, certainly. Yeah. 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 I just, I, I just, yeah, I, I think we should, uh, we, we should leave it there, man. I, I just can't, I can't get past this, this trivializing it, it, and we'll, and there's more reporting to be done here. Uh, there, there's more updating, but you can't, why, why are you bringing other people into your own issues? Why are you taking lives because you don't know how to assess your own life? I just, it, it just blows, it just blows my mind that somebody, uh, somebody could look at it that way. And, and, and that's an explanation. And not only is that an explanation, but somehow because of that explanation, we can move away from this being a hate crime. I just, I, yeah. I can't reconcile it. I'm really struggling with it. Yeah. All right, man. Well, uh, I'm sure, you know, this, uh, this discussion, we'll, we'll put a pin in it, we'll park it, uh, but it yeah. doesn't end here. Um, we're going to continue to talk about it, uh, continue to, uh, we don't have the solutions, but we know uh, what doesn't help is silence. What doesn't help is, is just moving along business as usual. So, uh, and we also, we would have been remiss for starting this, for not starting the show with this conversation. But we'd also be remiss if we didn't point out that uh, Robert Aaron Long was, in fact, apprehended. And he was, in fact, taken alive. Um, he was captured. Imagine that. Yeah. Um, so with that, we'll take a break. And uh, we'll get into some more stuff on the other side, man. I got I to gotta, I gotta try that hoodie. I've never done the hoodie blazer look. Certain things I don't know if I could pull off. Certain thing I don't know if I could pull off. I don't know. You can. You can. It works for you. Try it out. I think I'm just a t-shirt guy. When it, at the end of the day, man. If you're a t-shirt guy. Mm. You can just move that t-shirt up to a thin, a thinner hoodie. Plus, plus white does. Be plus white doesn't look. White looks better on you than it does me. At least that's my wife. But though. you gotta have. You gotta have like something a contrast with it. You know, you got your your typical like who. Navy safe, right? You can hide anything with Navy. You can have a crazy shirt on, but it's Navy. Kind of calm it down yeah. a little bit. Good to smile, man. Good to smile. It's been a tough, tough 12 hours or so. Well, tough 24 hours almost. Whatever job you need to do out there, grab the right tool to get it done. The new F-150 with an available hybrid engine and up to 7.2 kilowatts of pro power on board to power things on the go. It's not a tool you'll hang in a tool shed, but you can certainly use it to build one. The new 2024 Ford F-150. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Available starting early 2024. Optional features the owner's manual for important operating instructions. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. 
Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is, from what I'm being told, was the offer that was made to the Seattle Seahawks. It is the following. The Bears offered three first-round picks, a third-round pick, and two starters. I don't know who the starters are. The source uh, close to the Bears doesn't know who the starters are, but that Seattle was interested, but it comes down to Pete Carroll making the decision. Not the GM, John Schneider, but Pete Carroll. All right, Mike, uh, you heard of Dan Patrick, our colleague, on the Dan Patrick Show, breaking it down, according to his sources, three first-round picks offered by the Chicago Bears who are always looking for a quarterback, been looking for a quarterback since George Harris was coaching the team. Good luck, man. I mean, Papa oh, Bear. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, look, but before Papa Bear, you know, Papa Bear used to play. He used to play for the Bears, too. When he was playing, they needed a quarterback. So that organization has been looking for a long time. Mike, I, I think it's uh, interesting, and, I, and this is a mistake. If people want to go here, they want to say, well, look, if the Bears wouldn't take, if the Bears offered three first-round picks and two players to the Seahawks, and they didn't take that deal, well, what's it going to take to get Deshaun Watson or somebody else or to get Deshaun Watson out of Houston? And I think that's a mistake. Now, keep in mind, the Bears have the 20th pick in the first round, as Peter King mm-hmm. has pointed out many times, uh, kind of in a snarky, sarcastic way. I see you, Peter. Peter, yesterday, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, the Bears have <laughs> so many like, assets. Surprise, Don't... surprise. Yeah, <laughs> they couldn't get Russell Wilson with the 20th yeah, right. pick in the first round. <laughs> right. I saw, I saw the same but, clip, yeah. I, was, I, think got, I think I was right after our show. Yeah. It's right after the show. <laughs> right after the show. Yeah. Um, so they got yeah. they had the 20th pick in the first round, and the limit is, just for context, the limit you can do in the NFL, NFL rules, you can only go out three first-round picks in advance. So you couldn't say, for example, I'll give you my first-round pick in 2029. NFL is not going to allow that. You, you, three, three is the maximum. You can go out for future first-round picks. So the Bears, right. assuming they offered their first-round pick this year and, and next year and the year after, they pretty much took it to the limit. Two players and a third-round pick. And the Seahawks said, no, I'm not surprised for a couple of reasons. One, as I mentioned, the pick is not that great this year. If you wanted to replace Russell with uh, a pick in this year's draft, uh, it'd be tough to do if you have one of those top quarterbacks. And the other thing is, it's going to cost you. If you trade them right now, cap-wise, it's not going to work out for you. So I could see why the Seahawks said no. But I think if the Panthers came or – Another team in the top 10, 
said, yeah, I think they listen. Very interesting. I'm not, I'm not ready to First say all, that he's going back to the Seahawks. I'm not ready to say that yet. Good. I'm glad. I'm relieved to hear you say that because I didn't want I wasn't in the mood to argue with you. <laughs> because first of all, yeah. shout out to the OG, the big homie Dan Patrick, who's in more ways than one been at the forefront of this story. Whether it was having Russ Aaron, you know, family business on his show, to the Seahawks were pissed about how he's been doing so, to this. He's been he's been doing his thing. I'm gonna start calling DP Scoop. Uh, he's been doing his thing when it comes to this story in particular. Uh, not that that's the only time he's ever gotten anything, but you know, right. want to shout him out. Now, Pete Tyler, he's wearing uh, a shirt. Uh, let's start on his own brand, wearing his yeah. <laughs> wearing his own image. I see you. So let's I let's start you. let's start let's start with the specifics of the offer, according to Dan Patrick's sources: three firsts, a third, and two unnamed starters. Let me focus on the two unnamed starters. Starters for whom? Like I, I don't without knowing who they are. Yeah. Okay, if I'm the Seahawks, they may start for yeah. you, Ryan Pace. They may start for you, Matt Nagy. They ain't starting for us. So you can a starter. I don't know what that means. Is it somebody that started games, or are they a starter? <laughs> starter can mean a lot of things. You know, you might, you might you might have gotten eight starts in place of somebody who else who got hurt. You might have been an emergency starter and you're a starter. Oh, you understand what I'm saying? Like, so I need to know who these two players were and whether they actually moved the needle because they may not have moved the needle for Pete Carroll. It may have been like, no, nah, I'm good. You know, I'd rather work it out with Russ than, than, than just give him away. Three first rounders, the first one being the 20th pick, not enough. It's probably not enough. It might be the, the most that they can give them, but three firsts and a third and two starters. If I'm the Seahawks, even with the drama, I'm reluctant to take that deal. Michael, I believe that Russell Wilson will be the starting quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks in 2021 if and when he opens training camp with the Seattle Seahawks. If and when he opens training camp with the Seahawks, I believe it then. That's, that's what they just believe. ain't heard an offer that they like because the fact that they're listening enough to engage, I think it was so, – so Schefter said, if I'm tracking all these different reports, Schefter said that they told the Bears – that they're not trading Russell Wilson. Okay, well, maybe that is what they told him. And maybe that's what they told them. Okay? But again, this is not a John Schneider and Pete Carroll been listening on Russell Wilson and taking calls and considering for years, not just this year. Three years. And so if somebody comes years. along At least three with the right offer, with the right offer, we already know they'll listen, whether they pull a trigger and designated a post June one cap. And, and, and whatever cap gymnastics they have to do to absorb that $39 million or whatever it is, we'll see. But somebody just ain't made them the right offer for Russell Wilson because I don't believe that all of this was just a public fight. I don't believe that this was just an unfortunate fight in the grocery store. In the, in the next aisle over, you just happen to hear this couple arguing, and that's all it was. Or oh, we don't really usually fight like this. I'll, I'll be damned. Something's going on here, and tell me what the end game is. Tell me why, if you're Russell Wilson, you have a list of teams that you'd hypothetically go to. Three of them are off, off the list now because the Bears moved on to Andy Dalton. We'll get to them in a second. Obviously, the Cowboys kept their own guy, and the Raiders don't seem to be uh, ready to move off of Derek Carr, who had a good year last year. Okay, so, uh, uh, by the way, the Saints, they're going to let Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill compete. So, I agree with Florio and with stating the obvious that the list of hypothetical teams that his agent 
publicly said that he would go to if a trade were discussed, although he's not considering a trade. Those teams are, 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 are out of the picture, or so it would seem, unless the Seahawks reconsider, specifically with Chicago. Yeah. But you don't have a list, release it publicly, and you don't right. engage in conversation with Chicago enough to where that gets out. If there ain't something here, there's still too much smoke here. There is still too much smoke here. The house may not be on fire, but the smoke detectors are still going off. And again, yeah. two starters. Going name, I need names. Name names. Name names. Because if you tell me it was you know some what? raggedy bear starter that they probably going to cut anyway, then, right. okay, well, then, you know what? That, that, that's no wonder they said no. Come correct. Come strong and, or don't come at all. We're talking about Russell Wilson for crying out loud. You know, it's interesting. It's interesting. I, what, one of my favorite moments... Uh, it's, it's not a top five moment, but it's definitely a top 20 moment. One of my favorite moments uh, in journalism at the Boston Globe was when the two of us <laughs> went to our editor at the time, and I'm not going to get into details uh, what reporter okay. we were talking about, <laughs> but there was a reporter who had some okay. sources who said, you know, according to sources, he had this story, and we went to our editor at the time, and we said, Don, Don Squar, Boston Globe, Don, we figured, we done figured this out. We know who his source is based on the information. We both, you know, got a little bit of a pretty good nose for news. And if, and if A is B and B is C, then, then here, here's D and here's the source. Uh, I don't know if you remember that story. We just broke it down for him. We said, okay, it wouldn't happen this way. This, he, the certain language he used, we know the source involved. And I say all that to get here with this Russell Wilson case. Dan Patrick, as you said, outstanding. No, he's got his sources. But you tell me who would want this out there. And you could, I can make an argument for both. I can make an argument that the Bears would want it out there. Ryan Pace may be fearing for his job. Oh, he wants you I, to know. I, I think it behooves the Bears. Yeah, for sure. It does. We shout our shot. However, however. Yes, it makes the Bears look good, but then it makes them look bad because, hey, I, I, can't, I can't get past the fact, Ryan, if I'm a Bears fan, I can't get past the fact that you had the prime position at the Derby, at the quarterback Derby, and you came up small. You had the prime position. You had your pick of Mitch Trubisky, Deshaun Watson, and Patrick Mahomes, and you picked the losing horse. And so you're in this position of offering – the Seattle Seahawks, your entire roster, and winding up with Andy Dalton after Mitch Trubisky. So that looks that makes you kind of look bad. On the other hand, I, I don't know. Real quick, I know. I don't think so. I don't think it looks bad. I don't think it looks I know, bad. But there's an argument to be made. I think it, I mean, we're committed to getting this fix. So committed that we gave, we put our best. So committed that we're going to overpay. So committed, we're. I, over, I don't think you're gonna not, do I think that's overpaying. Yeah, I do. You think I, that's overpaying but it, for Russell Wilson? Okay, wait. Now we get into the heart especially, of it. So you think three firsts, well, wait a, minute. a third, and two starters is overpaying for Russell Wilson if you're what, Chicago? I don't know. Maybe one of the starters, maybe one of the starters is Khalil Mack. I don't know. Maybe it is, but if you're starving, you ain't in position to tell me how expensive the meal is. Like, I mean, like if you need a quarterback that bad, they, to me, they ain't come hard enough. That's true, and I'll say this, and I'll give him one more Chicago nugget, but then I'm going to make the case for Seattle real quick. Uh, the Chicago nugget is we have two starters. 
So if I'm Chicago, I'm leaking the story out there. Hey, I want it to be known what we offered. But I still have those two starters, and they may be on the roster. And it's a sensitive situation if you have their names out there that I wanted to trade them. Because I need to get more out of them, or maybe I'm going to trade them elsewhere. I don't know. They grown. I just don't want. They grown. I, okay. But, yeah, they grown. But I'm just saying, from my, from my I'm, I'm Ryan Pace here. I'm Ryan Pace. I'm not okay. looking at it that way. And I'm Matt Nagy. Okay. I'm trying to protect what I got going on. But here's the case, very simple case right. for Seattle to put this out there. Wait, don't don't make the don't make the case for Seattle. Okay, go ahead, make the case for Seattle. But make it because remember we got we got we got to stay two times a day. You may, I'm not gonna reply. Simple. Make the case for Seattle, and we gonna park it, and we'll come back to it. But go ahead. Very yeah. simple case for Seattle. I'm in business. I'm in business, so I'm gonna tell you. Oh, okay. What Chicago? This is why they want it out there. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna tell you what yeah. Chicago offered. Then I'm gonna hey. leave it alone. Phones on. Hey, hey, hey! hey. As, as, this is the this is there. the baseline. Do better, right? I like, bro. I like that's what? good. That's good. You quick on your feet. I like how you think. This is what you gotta what beat. You want him? You gotta beat this. I like that. I like that. I'm gonna tell you. Like that. I'm gonna tell you what Grandpa. I'm gonna tell you what Grandpa would have said before we go off to the uh, the Saints game. The doors of the church are open. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I like it. Open. I like it. Yeah. 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 That, yeah. That's, that's good case. thinking. All right. Let's go to break. We'll, we'll, well, look, we'll come back to this. Let, we'll come back to this. Uh, we got to we got to pivot. Um, and then we got Jason coming through. But yeah, we'll come back to this. But yeah, man, I, that's listen. Hey, you want Russ? You heard what the Bears offered. Do better. Do, do, do better than that. We listen. Oh, you can. OK. Can you do? Can you, can you be three first and two starters? <laughs> that's what it's going to take, you know. Because the Bears—that's how you work the, the Bears media. Called the, they call the chunk phone, but you call my real phone because you—you you about. <laughs> that's it. how you work the media. See, that's that's a hey, that's 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 veteran that's veteran thinking right there. That's, that's how good. we figured that's it out that day with Don Squad. Feet. At Bet three six five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Price drop. Time to shop. Get to a Nordstrom Rack store today for first dibs on new markdowns. Now score even more, up to 70% off brands everyone loves at Nordstrom Rack. Denim, dresses, sneakers, tops, and more. Plus, get genius deals on jackets, sweaters, and boots for the whole family. Shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and save up to 70% with new markdowns. But hurry, deals this great won't last. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. People know the difference between playing politics, bowing to cancel culture, 
and the truth. Let the review proceed. I'm not going to resign. I was not elected by the politicians. I was elected by the people. Part of this is that I am not part of the political club. And you know what? I'm proud of it. All right, Mario Cuomo uh, says he is not going to resign. Uh, there. Andrew, yeah, you talk you Andrew, think about his Andrew, dad. No. You want to remember his dad, huh? <laughs> I know. Andrew Cuomo. And, you you know, it's his... funny, Mike, yeah. because I've got a point. The reason I called him Mario is I've got a point. So, so you don't call him Chris? So you don't call him Chris? I do not call him. I do not call him Chris. I call him. Uh, 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 he's Andrew. He says he's not going to resign. I'm going to tell you uh, how Mario factors in here. I, I know. I know. It's all right. It's all right. Uh, Mario factors in. Yeah, go ahead. Because he is. Mar, uh, Andrew Cuomo is is such a part of this this dynasty. He's just thinking dynasty. I'm a part of a political dynasty. I was there for my father. I was on staff when he was governor of New York, and I'm trying to take it farther than daddy did. I'm staying. I'm not leaving. And so he's he's stubborn. He is not going to listen to anybody else. But my only point on this, Mike, my only point is we just need to have higher expectations when it comes to what we expect from our politicians. Bottom line is, He's a creep. Andrew Cuomo's a creep. And he needs to just step down on that, just on GP. So let's have higher expectations so, from what we expect from our politicians because we've gotten so used to it. And I'll tell you this, I'm, I'm about yeah. to you on this. We've gotten so used to it. I was guilty of it. I remember vividly when the first time I heard about uh, Bill Clinton and his intern in the White House, and I remember lots of jokes about it. Dave Chappelle had a great comedy routine. He was like, hey, if it was a more mature woman, she would have told him that she would have uh, gotten some policy decisions out of this. You remember that whole routine from Chappelle? I do remember that, yeah. Look. Lower taxes. I, I was just like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, Jason, and you remember that? Thinking, Jason, Jason know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And I and remember Chris thinking Rock. at the time, real talk, I remember thinking, hey, Okay, big deal. Everybody else has done it. What, what did they expect? No. We got to have a higher standard. The bar has to be higher than that. And I think part of the reason these politicians get away with it is because we think that that's just normal. We've normalized it as, as voters. And, we, and if it's on our side, especially, we'll just let it go. And I think we got to get past that. So, so Jason Johnson's here. Jason's got, I know you got a lot on this, Jason, but, and, and, and I'm, I'm going to give it to you. But I just want to set the table a little bit because, Jason, uh, we wanted to have you on this particular topic. Um, mm -hmm. And obviously, we certainly got to get your take on Russell Wilson and the Seahawks, as we do every week. Oh, but this particular I, I topic, because you, well, nothing happened, as you've been predicting. Yeah, I was like, what um, <laughs> But, but uh, you have uh, a great podcast, a great slate podcast called A Word with Jason Johnson, and you actually devoted your last episode to cancel culture, to an examination of cancel culture. And, and I mean, look, Jason, I'm as much of a sucker for alliteration as anybody. Cancel culture, mm -hmm. it sounds clever, it's catchy, right. it's trendy, but as you talked about, it's been co-opted, it's been corrupted, 
And to me, there's not enough focus on the offense because I'm going to use cancel as a verb, man. I'm all for canceling sexism. I'm also for canceling white supremacy. I'm all for canceling cultures of xenophobia or the, or the culture of homophobia or transphobia or the culture of a lack of accountability for powerful white men, which is really what we're mm-hmm. talking about here. Uh, in this context. Exactly. So with that, the floor, the floor is yours, man. Enlighten people on just, you know, this because he, he, he obviously was hiding using the cover and the cloak of cancel culture oh, yeah. when he came to yeah. pushing back on his allegations. So take it away. Yeah. So so, guys, I, I cancel culture is garbage. I, I don't believe it. And and Loretta Ross is fantastic. Thank you so much for, for promoting the podcast. A word uh, with Jason Johnson on Slate. But we have this whole conversation because she teaches a class on cancel culture. And we had conversations about how that word is used. Usually, we have seen, now with a Democrat, with Andrew Cuomo, cancel culture is when some powerful guy, almost exclusively a powerful man, and then usually a powerful white man says, some unforeseen, unimaginable force is out there and causing him to what? Be held accountable? To not call people racist names? to not grab women in the vagina whenever the heck he wants to. It's a bunch of nonsense. No one can tell me anyone who's actually been canceled, right? No one can tell me. The only person I can think of who's been canceled is Al Franken because cancellation is like TV, right? That means it's gone. It it ain't coming back like Family Guy, right? Canceled is canceled, done. Futurama is canceled. Family Guy never got canceled, right? So it has to be something where you are held accountable in some really, really intense way um, for just having a political opinion that's unpopular. And there's not a lot of people out there who ever had that experience. And now it's being used. Any Republican, Ron Johnson says something racist. Oh, you're trying to cancel me. No, people are criticizing you for being racist. Andrew Cuomo yeah. has six <laughs> people coming forward saying, hey, you've done something racist, blah, blah, blah. Or you've done something offensive. Oh, that's cancel culture. And I can say this. And, and you guys, I know you all have experiences. You work in sports. I've had people try and cancel me. I've had bad outrage sent my bad faith outrage sent my way to try to cancel me. Yeah. And I still don't believe in cancel culture because at the end of the day, unless you are prevented from doing the thing you want to do in that lane for the rest of your life, you ain't been canceled. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's not. You're right. It's not. Yeah. It's not being literally applied. But I guess what I, I guess my thing is, it, it's just this. It's another example of this pushback. Like people, oh, yeah. people think that the country is overly correcting itself when it comes to political correctness or it's gone too far. And so now cancel culture, even that phrase, look, the moment it came out of Josh Hawley's mouth, I'm like, okay, I don't want to hear it again. I don't want to hear it again because you know it is being misused and misappropriated right. if he's using it as it's being it's been being weaponized in defense of the status quo. You know what I mean? And right. So that's what pisses me off more than anything about the conversation around around cancel culture is the main people perpetuating it's the idea of cancel culture or the people who are just looking for an excuse to keep misbehaving. Well, and here's the other thing, Michael, that, that goes with that. It's like, like I said, one, nobody can give an example of anybody being canceled. And two, no one seems to be able to tell what the enforcement mechanism is. Right. So, for example, Tucker Carlson right. would get on the air and say, Dr. Seuss was canceled. No, it wasn't. Nobody was protesting outside of a castle with funny spires and weird doors. Nobody was protesting Dr. Seuss headquarters. 
Dr. Seuss's own family said, yo, there's some racist images in these six books that nobody really remembers. We won't publish them anymore. That's not cancellation, right? right? It's not cancel culture to say, hey, we should add LGBT characters and and add, I mean, like, this is not cancel culture. But just like 20 years ago, where right-wing people would say, this is PC, this was PC, it's just a way for usually racist conservative people in power to complain that somebody is telling them they can't just run roughshod over everybody else anymore. It wasn't PC culture in 1997 that you had to stop saying Oriental, right? That was an offensive term, right? Right. (laughs) So telling people you can't refer to someone as an object, you should talk about their nationality, that's all we're talking about. Yeah, Yeah, look, we, we could still read green eggs and ham is still there. They didn't say, hey, <laughs> that, that, leave that alone. It, it's fine. I can still see the Lord. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, it's, 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 it's interesting, though, that you, you want to talk about, as Mike said, co-opted and, and, and corrupted. It's true. In a lot of cases, anytime something comes from, forget about cancel culture, let's talk about the culture, Okay. Any time yeah. something comes from the culture, something mm-hmm. that we say first, and other folks start saying it, they're usually saying it wrong. Yes. They're yes. usually four, yeah. five, ten years too late. Like I got so many examples, people still saying. I, woke, there's they one, stay here's wrong. the big one. Woke is the biggest one. Woke is the biggest. Yes. Oh, woke is the biggest. Uh, one. Uh, and the let one. me tell uh, you, I, I, they were late on. I heard uh, Rakim talking about, I'm going to have to diss in like 1985, 1986. People start saying diss in like the mid-1990s. I'm like, stop. Stop. You got it wrong. You're late. You sound weird. Cut it out. Look, look, I have heard more white women refer to each other as girlfriend with a hard R um, than I've heard black women use it in the last six, seven years of my life. And again, again, as you talk about, it's it's a co-optation in order to distract, right? Because think about it. We all know the one person in the last five or six years in American culture who's been canceled, Colin Kaepernick. That's the only guy who's been canceled. This is someone who did nothing wrong other than have an opinion that conservative white people and some conservative black and brown people didn't want to hear, and then they kicked him out of a job. That's all. That is literally the epitome of cancel culture. Nobody else has been canceled. Not Candace Owens, not Donald Trump. Not Marjorie Taylor Greene, not Josh Hawley, not not uh, Jim Jordan, Jim Jordan. None of these other people have actually been canceled in any shape, way, or form. So you know it's a bad faith outrage. And, and here's the other thing, guys. I always think it's funny when you hear these complaints, and even if it comes from somebody like Cuomo. You notice how whenever they feel oppressed, whenever they feel it's unfair, Gina Carano from The Mandalorian, they always have to refer yeah. to some of oppression in the past that actually didn't oppress white people. They're like, this is like slavery. You mean when black people were enslaved? This is like internment. You mean <laughs> right. when Asian people were internment? Right. Please take me right. to this myriad, right. mysterious time in the past where white people were ever yeah. that badly treated. They can't come up with one because it hasn't happened. You know, the last point on Como before we pivot uh, is I reading that Times article over the weekend. I remember this, t- this goes to show you how low the bar was at the beginning of this pandemic. Somebody simply taking the bar, taking the, the, the coronavirus seriously and acting urgently was enough to impress us. And those daily press conferences, I was like, yo, this dude's got it together. I was right. falling for his banana in the tailpipe. Come to find out he was very much intoxicated 
by this fame and this attention that he was getting. And not to mention what he was doing with some of the numbers when it came to uh, the right. nursing home statistics or what have you. But, I mean, he was very much, you know, reading his own press clippings when it came to his so-called leadership uh, on the pandemic. So that, that was interesting how, how much that, that red light, as we, I don't know, I'm not famous, but that red light I've heard can be intoxicated when it comes on. Everybody was looking for a hero who's getting high on his own supply, and, and you had all sorts of media coverage because they wanted a contrast to Donald Trump. And I'll tell you guys, so my my, yeah. my birthday was Sunday, and I had all these photos popping happy up. Happy birthday! From my birth- oh, thank you guys. Thank you so much. Happy, um, happy, happy 30th. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> I'm technically a grown-up. I got, I got my Hawkins shirt from a year that I wasn't alive. Yeah. Um, so, but <laughs> I, I was looking at old photos, right? And, you know, they were popping back from last year. And the pandemic started for me on my birthday last year. I had to cancel a trip to Panama, ended up hanging out with friends in Atlanta because my, uh, my travel agent said, hey, look, if you leave the country, I'm afraid you might not be able to get back. It was fascinating to see the pictures through the weekend as they changed, as we went from, like, regular clothing to, by my birthday, having on masks and gloves. Like, I, I can literally see mm-hmm. in my photo how things change and what our level of fear began to be. So, yeah, it's understandable that Andrew Cuomo became America's hero, America's mayor, America's governor. Um, but, you know, you have to look at your heroes honestly. And you have to recognize that sometimes they're not standing on the most solid ground. And if that ground is also based on faulty numbers and possibly sexually harassing half a dozen women, uh, then maybe those heroes need to be taken off their pedestal. Although I never thought he was going to resign. And I honestly think he'll probably survive this and may run for re-election and get re-elected. Wow. Number four, never heard this. No, you heard this before. Never get high on your own supply. Um, <laughs> so now it is that time of the week. We missed it last week because uh, we weren't here. It is that time of the week where our Seahawks and Russell Wilson insider, Dan Patrick got his sources. I will take the Pepsi <laughs> challenge any day of the week. With our insider, when it comes to all things Russell Wilson and Seahawks, Dr. Jason Johnson, your take on the Seahawks turning down the Bears' overtures. It ain't over. It ain't over. <laughs> Don't think that this is over. It's not over. Uh, look, I, 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 you know, I, have been, I have been texting you guys. I heard word last week from my sources within the Bears. Not sources in the Bears. They threw the kitchen sink. And, and, and it wasn't, you know, there, there were the reports of like five to five, first, you can't get five first round draft picks. Um, but I was hearing um, the, the, it, it might be their other pro bowler, uh, their punt returner. And look, the Seahawks actually aren't very good on kick and punt return. So that might have been somebody offered. They were never going to offer Khalil Mack. But that was a real haul. And Chicago was very serious about it. And all the way through the weekend, they were operating under the assumption that they were going to get Russell Wilson. I think the ultimate breakdown and what I always thought was key is until we hear that Wilson and Pete Carroll have had a conversation, maybe not a sit down, but until we hear those two have been talking, I didn't think any trading rumors were necessarily going to be legitimate. And around Sunday, we started hearing that they had been in contact, not their team, not their, their teams, but that they had been in contact. So that, uh, that Russ led and, me to Russ believe, and Pete okay, Carroll directly. Yes. Russ and and Pete Carroll directly. Okay. Russ and Pete Carroll had been in contact directly. That's what I was hearing around Sunday. So once that happened, I was like, okay, I don't don't think this trade is going to happen. Because a lot of this is ego. A lot of this is I'm the man. You're not the man. You can't tell me what to do. And you guys know this. You know, you you guys are both parents. There's this element of, 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 of like the dad and the son. 
You you get these quarterbacks when they're 22 years old. Russ is a grown <laughs> man now. He's a father on his own. Pete's got to grow up a yeah. bit and let his and let his his player grow up a bit. And I think that's one of the challenges facing here. Now, do I think this is the end of trade rumors? No, I think it's going to depend on what ends up happening during the draft. But I, I always kind of had a feeling that this list, as it started getting knocked down and knocked down, that it wasn't going to be Dallas, and it was never going to be the Raiders. And, and when New Orleans decided, New Orleans probably had the best offer, even though they were in cap hell, of saying, we can give you Jameis, Hint, uh, Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill. They could have made that move, but for some reason they want to stick with those two and do this sort of gadget QB thing. So, so wait, I think Wilson's do you, probably going to stay. You heard, wait, did you, did you hear that they were, oh, they were going to sign J- Jameis Winston and then trade him? That's what they were going to do? What I heard is that there was a discussion – about whether or not Seattle would be interested in someone like Jameis Winston. That's what what I was told, that there was a discussion. I don't know how far that discussion was. I don't know if that was just speculation, but there was an actual discussion because part of the big hang-up, part of the big hang-up is Seattle, if you're going to trade there, you guys know, there's about, what, four Hall of Famers in the NFL right now. Tom Brady, uh, Drew Brees is gone. So Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, and Patrick Mahomes. There's only four Hall of Fame QBs, all of whom are going to be playing anywhere from another five to 10 years in the league. So Seattle was not about to trade a Hall of Fame quarterback if they couldn't have somebody who could even be a pro bowler. So you think, man, stay tuned. You said it's not over. (laughs) Hold on real quick. I don't think it's over. Do you think, do do the Bears have another move? Uh, If, 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 let's say Khalil Mack, let's say Khalil Mack, say you take away one of those first round picks, and you add Khalil Mack, you think the Seahawks would do it? No, because then I don't think Russ would do it. That's the thing. You know, we always got to remember that, you know, he has oh, to no trade going to it. So, so he's not going to go to a team that's been stripped down to the bolts. Like, that's one of those things where, look, and this is, this is what we're talking about as far as, as, as Chicago being so foolish, right? Chicago have been promising their fans, we're going to get you a quarterback. We're going to get you a quarterback. And they end up with Andy Dalton. That's like saying, oh, man, like, I'm, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to sit down with the president. I'm going to sit down with the president. And then you you get there, and it's like, oh, I meant the president of the PTA. No. Like, nobody's excited about that, <laughs> right? Nobody's excited about going for Russell Wilson and Andy Dalton. So that, that's what I think looking at right now. Chicago is out of the game. I think other teams like Miami and Washington might be interested. Dan Snyder would love to get his hands on somebody like Russell Wilson. Uh, you know, Riverboat Ron would love to get his hands on somebody like Russell Wilson because he's had Cam Newton in the past, but they may or may not have the draft capital. And honestly, those may not be teams that Wilson wants to go to. So again, I'm inclined to think he's still going to be their starter at the beginning of the year, but they have got to do something about that O-line. And they've had offensive linemen dropping like flies off of teams being cut over the last week and a half. Wilson's looking at this saying, like, I'm assuming one of these guys is going to be my center this fall. Charles Robinson, eat your heart out. Uh, I, I guess Jason Johnson is adding NFL insider to his uh, <laughs> to his ever-growing resume. Hey, man. That, that, is, that is the ultimate compliment. That's, that's a birthday gift in and of itself, to hear that from y'all. So, yes. Well, that's the least we could do. We have commandeered enough of your afternoon. Thanks for your, your flexibility today, man. We're going to let appreciate you go. We appreciate you. you. Happy belated happy birthday. Belated happy birthday. And we'll, we'll talk to you next week. All right. See you guys. All right, man. Be good. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. 
From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, hey, Mike. No, we talked about this. I just want to uh, give you one more thing on the Bears, just to put this into context. Ryan Pace, there he is, the one who passed on Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. And we know he, he offered his old franchise for Russell Wilson. And after all that, so passed on Mahomes, passed on Watson, didn't get Russell Wilson, and he signs Andy Dalton. I just want you uh, just to consider all of the Chicago Bears quarterbacks since Jim McMahon. Like, if Jim McMahon is your best quarterback, I know, great personality. Eh, he all right. I mean, if that's your standard, just because he was part of 85 Bears and they won the Super Bowl, I just want you to look. Mike Tomczak, great guy. Harbaugh, great coach for a while. Eric Kramer. Steve Walsh, remember Steve Walsh? Shane Matthews, Sugar Shane. Give me some Jim Miller. There he is. Jim Miller, great, great broadcaster. Chris Chandler. Hey, Cordell, do you remember Cordell with Chicago? I'm going to tell you who. Rex got him to a Super Bowl. Went to a Super Bowl with that guy. Yeah. Brian yeah. Greasy, son of a Hall of Famer. Kyle Orton, nice beard. Cutler, they gave up a lot for Cutler. He was, he was supposed to be the man. And he had some moments. He was supposed to be the man. You remember Caleb you know, Haney? I don't remember done. Caleb Haney. What you should have done was... Before you decided to do this, it's one yeah. of those where you should uh, you should you should say, "Hey, caution! Uh, this is disturbing content that we're about to show." <laughs> uh, you know, like for, if you're a Bears fan, this is something that you should probably avert your eyes, give you a moment. You got you got to give them a courtesy heads up when you're about to roll a horror show like that. Some, some Look at that! Vi- you know, you chose violence. I think the kids say you chose violence. When you did that, hey man, that's something like that. You know, you woke up and chose violence. 24 different starting quarterbacks since, t- since 2000. Look, so man, I, said, you, you I, can... I think Andy Dalton is basically the composite. Like, they've had Andy Dalton over and over. That's a composite of, of what they've so, had since 2000. If you put all those guys together. I, I hear you. That's Andy Dalton. I, I hear you. I hear. Well, but see, here's the thing, man. Look, I know Andy Dalton's never gotten it done in the playoffs. I know that. But Andy Dalton was a solid starter for many years in Cincinnati and performed pretty well in relief of Dak Prescott in Dallas last year. 14 You could do a lot worse. 14 and 8. You could do... 14 and 8 what? Yeah, okay. That's what 14 touchdowns. I didn't say... Oh, I got you. I got you. But that's... if By my count, that's six more than your boy. Since you like to tell us every day that can't. Yeah, passes. that's right. You tell us that every day. Like it, I, I hear it in my sleep that Camp threw eight touchdown passes last year. Forget that he I scored twelve, but we got a convert. Um, we got a convert. Welcome. So Welcome no, 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 no. I just did it for you. I just did it for you, so you didn't have to do it today. Um, but point being is that given like, you can only play the hand you're dealt, and maybe maybe they they're not good card players to the point. 
that you're making about the Bears in general. They've, they've struggled to address that position, sure. But right here, right now, you could do worse than Andy Dalton as a stopgap. Is he the long-term solution? Absolutely not. But just like I said about the football team yesterday, if the Bears from 20 figure out a way to go up and get Trey Lance, or if they end up with Mac Jones, or so, I, I don't know. I don't know. I guess what I'm saying is, right now, if you're the Bears, if you're a Bears fan, sure, Andy Dalton is not the quarterback of your dreams. But you can sort of sleep easier if Andy Dalton is at the helm. He, he's mean, not going to embarrass you at quarterback. Again, okay, you could okay. do worse than Andy Dalton. Okay, okay. A lot. Okay. And, they, and, and they've done a lot worse than Andy Dalton throughout their history. Seriously. He's, I, I, he's I, got a fairly I, I good record. I'm not, I'm not going for the, um, for the easy insult, uh, for the easy, you know, tomato on the stage in the, in the other world before we got to Zoom. Okay. Um, is Andy Dalton better than Mitch Trubisky? I'm serious. Right now, is Andy Dalton better than have, Trubisky? I would rather have Andy Dalton. I'd rather have Andy Dalton quarterback in my team than Mitchell Trubisky because I know what I'm I wouldn't. Doing. Mitchell, Mitchell Trubisky was interesting when he had potential. Mitchell Trubisky was interesting when, based on his pick pedigree. Mitchell Trubisky ceased being interesting a long time ago. I at least know what I'm getting when Andy Dalton shows up to work every Sunday. I'm not getting somebody who's going to take me to the promised land, but I know what I'm. I know what I'm. I know what he is, and I know what he isn't. He can get you to the playoffs. He can get a good team to the playoffs. So he can Trubisky. get a good team to the playoffs. Trubisky has. Can he? Trubisky has done that. He can has. He though? Consist- He's done consistently. It. Okay, maybe he, maybe he uh, did what, what, it. What? Consistently. Was it two out of the last three years? Consistently. Consi- oh, okay. And Trubisky. Right, was it? Was it always? And Trubisky's him? record. Was it always Trubisky's him? record is. Pretty, it, it's pretty good. Let me see. It's over five hundred. Let me see this. Oh, oh you don't believe me. You don't. Let me, let me, you don't believe let me. That, you don't believe you need more. You need more people. Yeah, you need we more don't people. believe you. <laughs> I don't believe you. You need more people. And, and I, I why, would say, and, as and, you look and at also, those, why let the facts get in the way of a good story anyway? Why let the facts okay. get in the way of a good story anyway? You I'll know. let you as you look but up go ahead, the I'm stats sorry, about to say. That, that will confirm what I'm just telling you. I will say that yeah. you knew who Andy Dalton was in Cincinnati. Six and three last year as a starter. Mm-hmm. Right. You knew who Andy Dalton was in Cincinnati. Most of his time in Cincinnati. Pre-Burrow, just before the year before Burrow, not so great. Uh, in Dallas last year, okay, as you said. And now onto his third team, you don't know what he is. And I think that's the problem with the Bears. Like some of those names there were some of those guys used to be good in other places. Like, like Cordell Stewart, he's a pro bowler, uh, got to a couple of uh, conference championship games with the Steelers. But by the time he got to the Bears, it's not slash anymore. It's okay. Like, okay. All right. So, okay. So, let, let me rephrase it then. All right. So, look, he's been, he's on, look, he's only 26 years old. And I've been, I've been the proponent of right. quarterbacks in different circumstances. Who knows what they can be somewhere else? You know, right. we wrote off Ryan Tannehill. Look what he became in Tennessee, as a for instance. All right. So, you know, second year they went 11 and three. That's the year he actually made a Pro Bowl when he threw 24 touchdown passes. Uh, they went eight and seven in the games that he started in 2019. They went eight and seven. And then last year, they went 6-3 and three in the games that he started. I remember even last year thinking, oh, there was some kind of resurgence, ha- resurgence occurring here before our eyes. And there was also some talk, talk in fairness that they were thinking about bringing him back. All right, so I don't want to big up Andy Dalton right. by diminishing Mitchell Trubisky. 
I shouldn't I shouldn't make that mistake. I'll put some respect, however much is due, on Mitchell. Put some respect name. on that name. That having said that, yeah. neither of us is sitting up here saying we would want Mitchell Trubisky as our quarterback. And I will take Andy and I maintain, I will take Andy Dalton in a defined stopgap one year, ten million dollar role versus trying to make Mitchell Trubisky something he's not. How about that? I'll meet you halfway well, in hey, hey, listen. Which is Mitchell I'm Trubisky a, is a, not well, the long-term answer. Can I quote a football mind? So can I quote a football sure. a football mind? And I hope, I don't know this, but I hope you'll have respect for this person. Somebody we both know. Football mind. Who said to me the other day, on the record, I, I'm not telling tales out of school, but this is on the record. As a matter of fact, I think it was on TV. This football mind said. It is not just your job to draft these guys. It is your job That's to exactly draft right. and to draft and develop. Exactly them. right. Uh, so in quote, exactly right. hyphen dash Michael Smith. That's what Michael Smith said Thank yesterday you. on TV. So, I said it. Yes. And maybe and maybe and listen. Is, maybe that's been their problem throughout their history. They cannot right. find the right developmental program when it comes to quarterbacks. Not and just I, the wrong I, I, one. I got to tell you, but they don't develop them. And I, I want accountability. I'm not going to make excuses for Mitch Trubisky. You know, sometimes he does some things that just make you scratch your head. Sometimes the, the passes, just, our passes are just way off. <laughs> you know, did you tell him to run that route? Because you look like you were throwing to somebody else. You were throwing to a receiver that wasn't there. Uh, not even within five or seven yards. But if I'm him, I'm kind of looking at Ryan Pace, and I'm looking at Matt Nagy, and I don't trust him. You got to have trust. You got to have trust in the head coach that you're working for, the general manager. You don't know what's going on there. They bring in Nick Foles. They do, they're telling you one thing, they're doing another thing. What is their commitment level to you? So if I'm Trubisky, I'm just not sure I want to work with these folks anyway. They haven't developed him, they haven't done right by him. He has made some mistakes and he hasn't been great, but they haven't done right. By Mitch Trubisky, so I take them. If I had a chance, if I had a chance, if I had a choice between those two, and I could bring in another coach, I'd t- I'd, I'd, I'd take my chances with Trubisky because I think you can win with them. So they could have had Deshaun Watson. In theory, they could still have Deshaun Watson. In theory, mm. you know. Uh, okay. Since he doesn't want to be there in Houston. Um, I like the way you switch lanes and maybe well because lane switch and there's a there's a there's a lot to cover on the Deshaun Watson front right now. I want to stay I want to stay on the field between the lines and, and kind of I think there's a nice flow from Andy Dalton being a stopgap in Chicago for one reason in one set of circumstances to to Rod Taylor being a stopgap in Houston, uh, one person's I don't want to play here anymore is another person's opportunity to start. And Terod Taylor, one of the forgotten stories from last year was that unfortunate medical mishap that he had with the Chargers that opened the door for Justin Herbert, who should have probably been starting on along, quite frankly. Uh, but Terod Taylor, the last couple of places he's been, Cleveland, I think, I think it was Cleveland and then to the Chargers. I don't think there was an in-between. Was, war- was keeping a seat warm for an eventual uh, franchise quarterback in Baker Mayfield and Justin Herbert. In this case, 
He is literally filling a void that one way or the other will be left by Deshaun Watson. Um, and you could do, I guess, sorry to keep saying the same thing. You could do a lot worse than Terod Taylor as your quarterback. Um, prior to Josh Allen, he got something of a raw deal in way, Buffalo, if you ask me. By yeah. the way, anytime you say that hmm. about your quarterback, your date. You could do a lot worse. Your car. <laughs> Anything your car, you're not in a good situation. I think listen, I'm a glass. I'm a glass half full kind of guy. Maybe I'm an eternal. I'm an eternal optimist. And this is a supply and demand business and the demand far outweighs the supply when it comes to I'm set at quarterback. I ain't got no worries. I like that. Not many teams can say we're good for for the foreseeable future at the position. You know what? Houston thought I'm they so could. Glad. Now they can't. So I'm so glad. Hey, Mike. What, you're so glad what? I'm so glad. That Jesus lifted me? My wife. Hmm. I'm glad my wife didn't say to me, you know what? You got down on one knee. You asked me to marry you. I do a lot worse than Michael Holly. So, sure. She didn't, sure. Say, it, she didn't say it to you. <laughs> she, didn't say, she didn't say it to you. <laughs> <laughs> you, kinda, you walked into that one. So that's right. our guy, our man on the scene, so. our man on the scene, John McClain, is oh, coming like all the way full circle. Oh, I like John it. McClain this is good. Went from I got a better chance of being traded than Deshaun Watson to the Texans should consider trading Deshaun Watson to today. They have not said that they're that's not good. trading Watson since January. I expect him to be traded. So they haven't said that they're not. So implicit in that, their silence speaks volumes. At least their silence saying that they're not trading him. Even though David Cully said one thing now, boys, on the Huddle and Flow podcast, said another thing in the press conference, seemed to kind of do the company thing, like, hey, you know, we're committed to Deshaun. John McClain, man on the street, word around the campfire, says that it's going down. Um, so here we go, I guess. I mean, I listen, okay. it, it, the, the Terod Taylor sign, let me, let me say this about the Texans real quick. And I don't want to go down, I don't yeah, go down right, the whole right. list of, of, of the free right. that they've signed, but they've been active and they've gotten some guys to come in. They're, they're filling some holes. They're filling, they're doing a nice job of filling some holes. They haven't just gone and cowered in the shame of mishandling their relationship with their franchise quarterback. You know, they're, they're doing some work in free agency. They're, they're, they're doing that old Nick Casario's doing that old Patriots thing. He's not making huge splashes, but he's getting these little veterans, these, 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 these stop gaps, these, these people to kind of fill some holes on a, on a roster that has a lot of holes to fill. And I haven't said anything nice about him, so why not? They've done a decent job so far in free agency, if you ask me. We'll see if it manifests itself in the one loss record. And to Rod Taylor, you know, they're, 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 at least now they have some stability at that position or somebody to hold down the fort with Deshaun Watson gone. What it tells me is that they realize that Deshaun ain't playing for them. One way or the other, he ain't playing for them. If they decide that they're going to make him sit, that's one thing. But I've always been hopeful that they will come to their senses and realize what an opportunity this is. Um, And if you believe John McClain, and, and listen, I don't think he's just pulling that out of his behind. I think he's getting that from somebody that's saying, okay, we know what time it is now. Um, okay, and they're gonna move him. So right. let the games let the games begin. Let's let the get games it on. begin. 
All right. Well, well, thank you for, for passing me that baton because I want to I want to run here. I want to run this leg on what I think might be a stretch. So Deshaun okay. Watson. Yes, I think Deshaun Watson will be traded. I'm with you. Uh, the general John McClain. If he's saying I expect him to be traded, then there's been uh, there's been progress in the organization. There have been internal conversations. Uh, they've come to a conclusion and they're going to trade him. Hey, we, we talk about Adam Schefter. Adam Schefter knows the league. John McClain is the Adam Schefter of Houston. So he's got that organization. If he says it's going to happen, it's going to happen. He's not making a suggestion. He's not throwing it out there. He knows something. But I, I got to say, Mike, uh, I don't know how you feel about it. I know you've got uh, some strong feelings on Deshaun Watson and what the best destination for him will be or would be. Miami makes a lot of sense to me. Denver and San Francisco. I don't know if you heard Mike Lombardi. I want you to listen to Mike Lombardi. And then you tell me what you think about this sound. Here's Mike Lombardi talking about Deshaun Watson and, and where he may go next. The rumor is he doesn't want to play in New York. The rumor is he doesn't want to play in Miami. He wants to play in Denver and San Francisco. So now you're Nick Cesario, and now your trade options are limited, especially when you know he controls where he says he wants to go. So say he says, I only want to go to San Francisco. I'll only go to San Francisco. Well, now San Francisco has all the leverage in the trade. So all the trade scenarios you go through, if he doesn't want to go to the Jets, he says, I'm not going. So it's fool's gold to get that pick. I can't make that deal happen. All right, so he didn't quite say San Francisco was the, for example, for instance. I'm just going to push back against this. Why wouldn't Deshaun Watson, you tell me, why wouldn't Deshaun Watson want to go to Miami? Because I look at this, Miami becomes, I told you this before off the air, and you, you, you seem to be surprised by my comment here. Deshaun Watson in Miami makes Miami based on everything that they have and, and what they've built in a short amount of time. Miami is a Super Bowl contender with Deshaun Watson. I, I, I give Miami. I'm why would you push them? Past. Why would I be surprised? Why would I be surprised by that? Why would I be? Surprised well, well no, when I said that, when I said that to you a couple days ago, I said, hey, if he goes to Miami, I think they're going to go to the Super Bowl. You were like, hmm, but maybe you just were just saying, hmm. You didn't say amen. Your memory might be worse you than mine. The- Lowest of keys, your memory might be worse than mine. But go ahead. No, no, no. <laughs> like, like, go ahead. I remember no, it's, where it's, I, it's, I was right there. Okay. I was sitting right there. I was talking to you. <laughs> you, you after I was the there show. when you said it. Yeah. Okay. All and right. You said, hmm. <laughs> I, w- I was looking for an easy amen. I didn't get it. Um, All right. I, I, there's no way he's going to do Like, why would he go to the Denver Broncos? Why? I, that, that 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 doesn't check any box of his. Why he's a John Elway fan? And John Elway, you know, John Elway was kicked upstairs. So I I don't I really don't see I don't see him going anywhere but New York or Miami. How do you see it? So just going off of the uh, the Lombardi side, if he doesn't want to go to Miami, that's news to me. I mean, I haven't heard that. Um, 
I think Miami knows, I think most people know that there will be one scary outfit if they added Deshaun Watson with that defense. And they were they were a competent quarterback play away from the playoffs last year. Didn't they lead the league in turnovers? I know Josh Allen lit them up, I think in week 17 it was, but I think they might have led the league in turnovers last year. They got a, a, a really good defense, some quality young running backs. Um, they all, they know. That's why they're ready to give the farm um, to the Texans. They know that they're Deshaun Watson away from contending with Buffalo um, and contend, t- contending with the elite in the AFC. Um, and he knows that. I mean, it, it's, it's obvious. Like, Miami makes so, sense on so many levels. So if he doesn't want to right. go to Miami, if he does, I mean, it's one thing to say Miami is not at the top of his list. There's some nuance there. But for Mike Lombardi to say he doesn't want to go to Miami, I have not heard that. I have not heard that. Where's Denver that's, coming that would from? Be, that would Tell, what do you think about Denver? Um, Where's that? San Francisco, San Francisco also makes a lot of sense. And San Francisco, uh, I believe, is also uh, an attractive alternative. Who wouldn't want to play in a Kyle Shanahan offense? They just re-signed Trent Williams to the biggest contract ever for an offensive lineman. They brought Alex Mack in. They got talent on offense. They got talent on defense. They they want to. They we think they want to upgrade that quarterback. You can't upgrade any better than Deshaun Watson. You add him to that. You add him to the Niners. They're the best team. Sorry Seattle. Sorry Arizona with JJ Watt now. Sorry LA with Matt Stafford. Yes, Matt Stafford. But the best team in that division is once again the NFC champs from uh, two years ago, and that's the San Francisco 49ers. Denver, where Denver come from, uh, I've, I've heard it kicked around. Not sure. Not sure. Um, but I'll say this. Um, anywhere but Houston at this point. And I certainly felt that way yesterday. But what I woke up to this morning, I'm even more certain of, of that right now. I don't know that Deshaun has... A specific list of where he would or not. I think any team that puts forth an offer, he probably waive his no trade clause to get the hell up out of Houston, Texas. And we come back. Let's go to break. We're going to start talking about the elephant in the room now when it comes to Deshaun Watson. I said I want to focus on off on on the field first. Yeah, this off the field thing is uh, is is exploding and uh, developing by the minute. So we'll get into that, and then our man Charles Robinson is going to make his weekly appearance. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, so a licensed massage therapist uh, is making graphic allegations against Deshaun Watson uh, that he sexually assaulted her and sexually harassed her during a massage in March of 2020. Um, A lawyer by the name of Tony Busby, a former Houston mayoral candidate who may or may not have once been a neighbor of uh, Texans ownership, of uh, of uh, Cal, uh, Cal McNair posted on Instagram. I mean, like, 
first of all, who announces a lawsuit on social media? He says, I'm extremely proud to represent those who have no perceived power against those who have capitalized perceived power. Things are changing in this country, in this great state, in this great city. I feel like it's for the better for all of us. Today, we filed suit against Deshaun Watson. Too many times women have put up with behavior that we all know no one should put up with. Should we make excuses for the famous? Are those who hold special positions or quarterbacks on a local professional football team? I don't think so. All people are equal and all deserve dignity and respect. But he didn't stop there. He makes it about himself and he says, my dad was a butcher. My mother drove my school bus and worked on the snack bar. Knowing what I know now, my mama had more dignity in her pinky finger than most executives or coaches or politicians or famous athletes have in their whole bodies. The case we just filed against Deshaun Watson isn't about money. It's about dignity and stopping behavior that should be stopped now. Stay tuned for details. Let me say this. I'm a Marine. I'm not casually intimidated. If you have info or have been part of this, contact my office. I mean, come on, man. Like, in the court of public opinion, let's just say this this stunt lacks credibility. Deshaun replied and responded on his social media account. Uh, he said, as a result of a social media post by a publicity-seeking plaintiff's lawyer, I don't know if he means the plaintiff or the lawyer or both. I recently became aware of a lawsuit that has apparently been filed against me. I have not yet seen the complaint, but I know this. I have never treated any woman with, in- with anything other than the utmost respect. The plaintiff's lawyer claims that this isn't about money, but before filing suit, he made a baseless six-figure settlement demand, which I quickly rejected. Unlike him, this isn't about money for me. It's about clearing my name, and I look forward to doing that. Both the team and the league uh, have said that they are aware of the uh, allegations in the lawsuit. Michael, I'll just say this. You and I have been, both been doing this long enough. And again, I think everybody who watches this show, they know that both of us, but me especially, we're fans of Deshaun Watson. You know, I've, I've spent a little time around him. But even, I, I'm not crazy enough uh, in 2021 to right. suggest that I know somebody and I know what somebody is never capable of. I would, not, I would never swear that nobody would ever do some of the things that, in particular, uh, the Houston Chronicle just put out an article about 12 minutes ago or so, or maybe earlier, uh, detailing some of the allegations uh, yeah, that TMZ, Jane Doe... Uh, TMZ had uh, it, too. TMZ has a, a detail. Did they, too? Okay, yeah. They had so, so, some of the specifics. So if you want to get into some of the specifics okay. of what she's alleging, uh, you can go ahead and read it for yourself. But I will say this. I think Deshaun Watson uh, has done enough and has enough of a body of work and has built up enough credibility for a while, at the same time, not dismissing these serious allegations out of hand that, oh, he would never, but certainly not jump into the conclusion that he's guilty. You know what I mean? And I think, if anything, given the performance, and I use that word intentionally, the performance of a lawyer doing it for the gram, a lawyer who once put up a keep Johnny Manziel in Texas billboard, you know, again, uh, neighbors with either the current or the late owner of the Texans, I'm not sure which one it actually was, who ran for mayor, who just screams sleazeball lawyer, you know, like who, who posts, if it's, if it's about justice, who posts an Instagram announcement of a lawsuit? You're doing it for the gram? That's, that's what, that's what you went 20, through. That's what you, hey, you should be, you should be disbarred for that kind of thing. This is, it's this, I, mean, but he, I mean, seriously, you know, so if any, if anything, I lean toward this being BS because you, you're, you're talking about credibility. You are hurting this case's credibility about how you're going about presenting it to the public. If some intrepid reporter unearthed this lawsuit, that's one thing. And, and the timing of this, Michael, the timing of this is, 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 it cannot go be ignored. Because what it reads like is some pissed off Texans fan 
that's got an axe to grind and is like, oh, okay, you don't want to play for the Houston Texans, boy? I'm going to show you what time it is. I'm going to put you in your place. I'm going to remind you who's got the power here. We're going we're gonna to make things real difficult for you on the way out. That's what it feels like based on the tone and tenor of that announcement. You know what? I, I, don't, I don't know what happened. And, and Deshaun Watson, uh, in addition to trying to get his way out of Texas uh, and the Texans franchise, he's going to have to figure this thing out. It's just a reminder. As I said, don't know. Don't know. Uh, maybe it, it's totally baseless. Maybe there's, there's some there there. Not sure. But it's a good reminder of what life is like uh, in the spotlight. Whether you are doing, doing everything the right way or if you're making some unfortunate decisions and some missteps in the spotlight, I mean, it's all there. And there are times you're doing it the right way and somebody can come up on you and cause you to spend, to spend money and to invest time and energy that could be mm-hmm. better used elsewhere just to knock down something that has no merit. That's the way it is. And I, I think uh, yeah. it, is, it is interesting timing. Maybe it's just a coincidence. Maybe. It's a coincidence that he is very publicly trying to get out of the Houston Texans organization that this lawsuit will come up. And so it is now conflated with Deshaun Watson reporting about what teams would be willing to do to get Deshaun Watson. The Panthers really want him. Does he want to go to Miami? Does he want to go to San Francisco? It is now part of the conversation. Is that coincidental or is it intentional? We'll find out soon enough. Yeah, it, it's, it's just it's just too fishy. It's too fishy. Uh, again, I, I, I have enough respect for the problem and the, 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 the issue of, of sexual assault and, and sexual harassment yes. to not just, you know, uh, assume that this is some kind of a money grab. But sometimes it is. Sometimes it is. Sometimes people do make false allegations. Sometimes d- people do, uh, you know, for one reason or another, uh, decide to, to drum up a story on somebody who's to this point, his record's been squeaky clean and his behavior will belie any of those allegations. So I, I think both things can be true at the same time. We could have respect for the process. And again, the threshold for civil court is much lower than criminal court. We could also look at this and say, wait a second, this lawyer is making a, the entire case about him on his Instagram account. Like, who, who, where did they do that at? In Houston, apparently. Charles Robinson is in Houston. Uh, Charles has his finger on the pulse um, and his finger on the button for uh, every single source in the NFL. So he's always got everything covered around the league, but specifically, he knows Houston inside and out. Matter of fact, Charles, uh, I, I read your write-up uh, on the article uh, first thing this morning, uh, excuse me, your article on the incident on the on the uh, lawsuit first thing this morning. So, Chuck, what's your read on this, man? Uh, not the cleanest way I've ever seen a lawsuit dropped. I'll, I'll say that. And I've you know spent a lot of years, a lot of years, particularly when I was on the investigative beat, dealing with you know lawsuits leaked um, to the public. I've never really seen one of this magnitude suggested in such a vague way on Instagram. And um, so what ultimately happened was Tony Busby, who you said, you know, uh, failed mayoral candidate here in Houston, um, what I would call a one of the higher profile lawyers, someone who's in the headlines, you know, embraces uh, the, the headlines and, and 
large lawsuits, that kind of a thing. Um, he goes on his Instagram, he puts it out there. Um, the, the lawsuit was filed a little after 8, 8 p.m. last night. It was not really available until today. And um, as you said, Deshaun Watson denied it. Uh, the NFL declined to comment. The Houston Texans says the first we're hearing about any of this. Had a chance to go through the lawsuit today. And the way this breaks down real quick, just to run through the timeline, is you know March of 2020, so a year ago, uh, Deshaun Watson allegedly reaches out to the alleged victim um, in, in this suit and says, hey, you know, I see you're a masseuse. I, I need to get a, a massage, a relaxation massage, not a, a, a sport massage. They have this, this exchange over DM. Then it moves to text messages. Mm -hmm. Eventually, something's scheduled. Deshaun goes in. And, and according to the suit, uh, at one point, Watson inappropriately touches the, the masseuse with his penis. Okay, we can say the word. And, um, you know, these are all the allegations that are in there. Um, she asked him to leave. He leaves. Now, the, I, I can tell you right now, the crux of, of this suit is going to, depending on if this goes to discovery and what would come out in discovery, the crux of this, the, I think what is the biggest pinpoint in this, this suit that was put out there is the uh, claim by the attorney, Tony Busby, that Deshaun followed up the incident with an apology. Now, that's how they characterize it, an apology text message. We don't know what the text message is. There was no characterization of exactly what was said in the text message. They could be framing it as an apology. Maybe we read it later and we go, ah, oh, maybe you're, you're reading into it. We don't know. Um, but the point, I think, of the suit here, when I read through it, was uncapped punitive damages. It was wide-ranging, you know, pain and suffering, loss of wages, all these different things, loss of sleep. And decoding lawsuits when you do it long enough what I read in this is an attorney who is trying to get Deshaun Watson's camp to look at Deshaun Watson and say, look, they're asking for this to be taken in front of a jury. They're saying they have this text message mm -hmm. apology from you. And they're saying uncapped damages and a lot of things, a lot of damage done allegedly to this victim. It is to me in, in, in the history of, of decoding lawsuits, um, you're basically saying to the opposing side, we've tried to get a settlement prior to filing this and we're this is our second shot at trying to get a settlement here with language that really suggests hey if you let this go in front of a jury and the jury sees this our way you have no idea the damages that this this could incur we could be talking millions and millions of dollars not the alleged six-figure settlement that Deshaun Watson says they tried to extract before filing the suit so not so even if he, if he believes he's innocent even if he believes he's innocent it may legally be in his best interest to settle regardless. I will tell you that every attorney I've spoken to, and we're talking big attorneys, nationally known attorneys, attorneys who take celebrity cases, huge athlete cases, who have taken on the NFL, all these different things, all say the same thing. You never, ever, 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 if there's any chance, want to get in front of a jury because um, they have seen juries. Juries can get swung by who tells the best story, where they have been certain that all the facts lined up in their, in their, you know, case and that, Hey, we got it. It's a slam dunk. And then someone tells a better story in the courtroom and the jury sides with the story rather than the meticulous layout of, of what the facts of the case may be. There's always that danger. So a lot of settlements, I will say this, like a lot of settlements occur because lawyers look at their clients and they go, it's a risk. 
And so either are you going to mitigate the risk and settle for this, or are you going to go ahead and say, nope, I'm fighting it all the way to the wall, and you're willing to take the chance that a jury doesn't see it your way? Interesting. Charles, by the way, uh, nice background, finally. Uh, I like it. Uh, uh, that's, from, I, that's, that's from Michael Smith, by the way. And I'm going to work on the lighting. I promise I'll work on the lighting. But if I am... If I look like I'm in the shade of a tree right now, blame Michael Smith for this because this is 100% yeah. being worked out in it for his for his benefit. Work on the lighting, look good, and work on best and work on best man holiday. We're not going to talk about that right now. I do want to ask you: Do you believe that this will affect teams that are that that want to pursue Deshaun Watson, want to acquire him? Do you think this will make anybody pause and say, "Oh, I don't know about this. This could get ugly." It's not great. I mean, it's never, uh, I don't think this is an added layer of, so I, I was talking to a head coach um, right around the Super Bowl. And we were talking about Deshaun Watson and he was, you know, it was a team that needed a quarterback and we kind of went through, I asked him, I said, you know, like, what is your thoughts on this? Like what, what's happening with Deshaun Watson, and the Texans. And this was prior to all this stuff. And he said, you know, the funny thing about Deshaun is, um, when he came out, like the the process of vetting him and kind of going through everything you go through when you're considering a guy with a draft pick is he was, it was very clean. Like it was very, it was very, you know, he, what what was going on with the Texans at that moment where he wanted out didn't really fit, quote unquote, with the character of what their player evaluation was. And he said, so it leads me to believe what's wrong with the franchise rather than what's wrong with the player. He was saying what's wrong with the franchise because I feel like I know the player. And so this signals to me that there's something wrong with the Texans. I'm just saying that you add in this, and this is another thing where teams sit there and go, wait a minute, this doesn't align with the background that we've done. This doesn't align with the character eval that we've done. This doesn't align. And, and I'm not saying that this is true about Deshaun Watson. I'm not saying it's false about Deshaun Watson. We will see as it plays out. Sure. But again, that becomes a conversation in the room. Now, will it stop the Carolina Panthers and David Tepper who I think are really in aggressive pursuit of this. I don't know that. Will it stop, you know, um, the Miami Dolphins organization from wanting to get involved? I don't know that, but I can just say that it does not help when now you have to have this additional layer of vetting and a conversation in the room and know that you, you now are onboarding something. If you deal for him, you're not, you're onboarding something that's not clean as it's already playing out. <clears throat> Yeah, it, 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 at minimum, it's a lot more due diligence. Let's let's right. just be honest about it. It's just it's just a lot more due, due diligence that these uh, that these teams have to do. Um, Michael, you had anything else on Deshaun? I was gonna go to uh, Russell Wilson. Oh, no, switch. You had anything go ahead, else go ahead. On, on the pivot? Okay, ahead, okay. Um, so Russell Wilson, according to Dan Patrick, the price, according to his sources, yeah. the price tag, at least from the Bears' perspective, was a uh, three first, a third and two starters, I, I, I jokingly, not jokingly, I was serious. I'm like, I didn't know who these starters were because were, were they people who actually just started a game or were they like quality starters or were they Chicago Bears starters and the Seahawks like, no, nah, they ain't starters for us. They might be starters for you, but, you know, that's, that, that's got nothing to do with our standards. Uh, what are you hearing on, on the Russell Wilson front? Not as uh, the teams on his hypothetical list seem to be uh, being eliminated one by one. Right. Well, first off, um, I was not able to confirm the package that Dan Patrick rolled out there in terms of the three first, the third, and then the starters. But I will say this. I do know how the Seahawks work their draft board. And I will say this. 
It is a draft board that typically prioritizes 15, 16, maybe 17 guys as first round picks every year. So in their minds, you and, and you have to take this into account when you're weighing trades. If a team like the Bears comes to you and they're picking in the 20s and you're and they're saying, give us your MVP caliber quarterback, which should in effect make us a better team, which means we're going to be picking in the 20s or geez, maybe even the 30s. And your draft board is typically stacked with 15 to 16 first round picks annually. Those are second round picks. The organization looks at those as second round picks. It's why when we've talked about Deshaun Watson, we keep saying over and over Jets and, and Dolphins. Well, we're saying that because they have top five picks and top five picks are top five picks mm -hmm. on any board. There's no board that goes, hey, we only have three first round picks on our board this year. Um, <laughs> so, so if people are saying, well, geez, why would the Seahawks turn down that kind of a package? That's crazy. It's because those picks are not necessarily valued as first rounders by the Seattle Seahawks mm -hmm. organization. Now, I can tell you this. There are other teams calling the Seahawks, okay, that – and I think, you know, let's say the Jets, let's say the Miami Dolphins, that would really like Russell Wilson to open up that four-team grouping that really no longer exists to an extra few teams, I think, the Jets and the Dolphins, so that they could have a realistic conversation with the Seahawks about Russell Wilson. The Seahawks right now look at Russell Wilson's deal, and they go, hey, we owe this guy $109 million over the next three years – Given what has happened with the quarterback market, it's, you know, it's, we're not getting the greatest deal, but it's a pretty decent deal for what we're getting the return on with Russell Wilson. What makes me believe that if Russell Wilson said, hey, I'll go to the Jets or I'll go to the Dolphins, what makes me believe there could still be traction there is because when you talk to the two camps, Russell Wilson's camp, the Seattle Seahawks camp, and you ask them, help me understand how you put this thing, you know, fix it. How do you fix it when it's, if he, if he doesn't get dealt, how do you fix things? Neither side, A, is really taking that moment to go, hey, here's the, let's start fixing it right now. Neither side, as of at least yesterday, was really trying to fix it. And neither side could really say exactly whether or not they thought it was fixable. They both have significant trust issues, mostly about things and details that were leaked in the media and feeling like Russell Wilson was trying to undermine Pete Carroll and some players and the organization feeling like, um, or, or the organization feeling like Russell Wilson was trying to undermine Pete Carroll and some players, and Russell Wilson feeling like the organization put out mechanics of private meetings that happened to undermine him and maybe mm. the effect he wants to have on the team moving forward. So that kind of trust issue this late is is troubling, and the fact that this didn't get tried to they didn't neither side really tried to sweep this up quickly when it kind of got out of control leads me to believe that this is something that's going to continue to be a storyline. If you ask me. When could a trade occur? I think for Russ, it's in the next two weeks. For Deshaun Watson, I think we could go all the way to the draft before that resolves itself. But I thought the Russell Wilson thing would be repaired far more quickly than it is. And it's, it's interesting to me that neither side really can tell you, yeah, here's how we'll, 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 we're going to fix this and here's how. Depending on, uh, depending on who you believe, Charles, the Patriots have between 20 and $30 million left to spend in mm. free agency. Uh, what are your thoughts on what they've done so far? Um, well, I can tell, I'll tell you what, my thoughts don't matter, but I can tell you what some other teams think um, <laughs> that the I've, I've spoken to a number of other teams that believe um, let's start with the tight ends. Okay. I think other teams look at the tight ends as sort of the highlight of what they've done because they get the methodology of what Bill Belichick was doing here. 
he sat there and said, hey, if I devote 11 to $12 million to a starting X wide receiver, um, what am I getting for that return in terms of a mismatch element? Not a lot, you know, considering the wide receivers that are on the market, particularly at that 11 to 12 million price point. Now, Hunter Henry and, and Johnu Smith, if you use them correctly and you can, you can really make them worth what their talent ceiling is supposed to be, you can create a lot of mismatches when you put those two tight ends on the field. So from that standpoint, I think some teams go, okay, we get it. We think they paid a little too much for these tight ends based on the 2019 production, but we get what they're doing from a mismatch standpoint. And then they went and got a couple warm bodies and Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne for the X and Y positions um, at, at wide receiver um, or the X and Z positions at wide receiver. And so I think all in all, teams are kind of meh about the overall class. They're like, man, they spent a ton of money. And when you spend a ton of guaranteed money in particular, you're making up for draft classes that you screwed up, that you blew. And so that's, you know, this is the bouquet of flowers and the chocolates for the fan base that, hey, you know what? We were terrible when we drafted a number of guys that didn't work out. So we're making up for it with this draft or with this free agency class. At the end of the day, I think what matters is the quarterback. What are you doing with the quarterback uh, position? If, you're, if David Andrews goes out the door at center, now you've lost, you know, Tooney and Andrews. That's a significant part of your offensive line. I know you brought in Trent Brown. Um, it, it's, we'll see. I mean, the, to me, if you don't fix the quarterback appropriately or you don't get what you think you can get out of cam or draft the rookie or whatever you're going to do at quarterback, that's, it's all for naught because if, if you have listened to anybody in the league over the last year, every team now is coming to the belief that if we don't have the right quarterback who can win a Super Bowl, then we're doing it wrong and we need to start there first. Appreciate you, man. Uh, you always do us right every single week. Appreciate you emptying your notebook, Chuck. That notebook. Um, and it's teaming. I, I, I miss, I, I kind of miss the background now. I'm sorry. I mean, not I'm uh. looking at it, I'm just like, man, I, I, you know, the, the spaceship time travel flux capacitor look was kind of, but, but downtown Houston's cool too. So I'll take it. What? You know. What do you want? Like, do you want? Hey, to, do know. You I know. I, I don't know. Hey, listen, I don't know. Listen, hold on. I don't, I don't Charles. I don't. You're know. really asking that question? Nobody knows. About the listen, guy listen, listen. Who would draft the his club. team? Draft his team and then okay, look, look to trade right after the draft? You're asking him what he I wants. Know. I won't have time. Uh, I he know, doesn't know. I know. Listen, to have both of you, I know NBC has some money. Okay, so if one of your producers <laughs> wants to get wants to give me a background and email me the file, I will get it on the monitor behind me. Okay, spend some of that and change mind. Look at the the war. Like, take take like one one millionth of a percent out of Michael Smith's wardrobe fund and send me a background so we can make Michael Smith happy with what we're doing here. Okay, and maybe somebody sure. fix the okay. light the lighting too. That would help. <laughs> <laughs> it's about what you're saying, man. It's not how you look. Be appreciated, man. Thank you, Charles. Yes, we'll see you next week, bro. All right, Charles. All right, see you guys. All right. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
So yesterday, Tom Haverstrow campaigned for Jimmy Butler to be in the wide open MVP race conversation, as he called it. Well, let me remind you that my preseason MVP pick, Damian Lillard, went for his 12th career 50 point game last night against the Pelicans. Wow. 12. His Blazers are 23 and 16, tied for fifth in the loaded West. Second and third best players have been injured for 52 combined games this season. They got CJ McCollum back last night. He's averaging 31, 5, and 8 on a 45, 39, 94 shooting slash line. Leads the NBA in clutch points, threes, field goal percentage, three point percentage, and wins. Okay? And if you missed it, I recommend you go find his commentary from last night and a question from Shaquille O'Neal about how he became a lethal shooter. Kids should watch this. People should watch this. Michael, he said that it's the time you put into it, putting in the work. It's the reps. And whether people are watching or not, it's doing it at a game pace with focus when you're tired at the end of a workout. He was like, because not only do you get better physically, but mentally, that confidence doing it when you're tired, you build this confidence that it's going to go in. And this was the best part that you didn't cheat it, that you deserve to hit those shots. You expect those results because you deserve those results because you earn it. I thought he put that beautifully. Maybe he said that before. I thought it was just beautiful to listen to him say it, but just wanted to let y'all know, make sure Dame's in any MVP conversation uh, that we're talking about. Your turn. Man, I love watching this guy. I love watching him play. Um, I, I like what he's all about, what he said there last night, and what he said about Portland. Your favorite player's you know, favorite a lot player. Of, yeah, and, 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 but rightfully so. And there are many times, you play in a small market like Portland, that's all they got going on. That's the pro team of town, the Trailblazers. And, and people always want to try to get him out of there, and he's not about it. He's like, well, what are we doing? I, why would I want to leave? So I, I, like, I like what he's about. I love his game, and I love the fact that my Kings uh, drafted him in our little draft day uh, exercise. You let me pick him up in like the fourth, fifth, or sixth round or something like that, <laughs> something ridiculous. Anyway, speaking of Kings, uh, LeBron James, we talked about it a bit yesterday, Mike, with his uh, yeah. foray into ownership, Red Sox ownership, part owner, Liverpool, Nesson, continuing his very Fenway smart Sports business group. decisions yep. off the court. But on the court, last night, another triple-double from LeBron James. I think that's the 99th of his career. And I've noticed he's just – he's so far above, so far ahead than, 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 than everybody else. He's so advanced. You know what he's done? I looked this up. The last five years, his minutes have come down. Each year, his minutes have gone down. His assists have gone up. He's just playing. He's just operating at a level that's so far ahead of everybody else. You ask me, if he, is he better than Michael Jordan? Yes, by far. It's not even close. Not even close. Oh, God. Oh, oh. Why are you saying that to the end? What do eight bags of concrete mix, a cooler full of 30-pound sea bass, and a 10-inch compound miter saw have in common? They're all things that are easier to load in and out of the bed of the new F-150. Thanks to its new available pro-access tailgate, that's also a swing gate. The new 2024 Ford F-150, tough this smart, can only be called F-150. 
Available starting early 2024. Pro-access tailgate available starting spring 2024. Cargo and load capacity limited by weight and weight distribution. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.